1: 3CR's annual radiothon is almost here. At 3CR, we're calling to you to activate the airwaves by donating your money from the 1st of June till the 14th to 3CR's annual radiothon. So keep 3CR active on the airwaves for another year. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, so donate. Go online to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. Let's do it together and support 3CR, truly independent community radio. Yeah!
2: That's right. Good morning. You're on Dirt Radio with Sam. I'm flying solo this morning because my dear co-host has injured himself and is rested up at home. So big shout out to Colin, who's um, hopefully taking it very, very easy after hurting his ankle. Uh, so there's been a lot going on over the last week. Where to start? Uh, we'll be uh, talking shortly to activist, artist and stand-up comedian Sean Bedlam. Uh, some of you may know him as my activist buddy in uh, our group Whacker, Whistleblowers, Activists and Citizens Alliance. Uh, Sean was out and about on the weekend along with a lot of other Melbourne people pushing back a bunch of fascists from the Richmond Town Hall. Uh, So we'll be talking to him shortly and having his reflections on what's going on with these crazy swash-sticker-wearing fascists that are running around Melbourne, although as a friend from overseas pointed out, at least they're not armed with guns. Uh, there's a lot that's been happening over the last week. Last week we were lucky enough to participate in the ACTU Fringe event, uh, representing both Friends of the Earth and many other groups. There were over 60 groups present at a breakfast on the TPP. Senator Peter Wish-Wilson flew into town to speak for that event, along with other great speakers like uh, Pat Ranald from AFTINET, Kevin Bracken from ACTU, and uh, I got to speak myself, which was kind of nice since TPP has been my pet topic for quite a while. And what came out of that was an extraordinary alignment between unities and communities. Uh, There was a large sector of the environmental movement and the advocate uh, network for consumers such as Choice being present, Uh, doctors, nurses, representatives of farming communities, all came together with union delegates and decided to vote uh, collectively to call on the Australian government to immediately release the secret Trans-Pacific Partnership text or withdraw Australia from the secret negotiations. I think it's important to note that uh, many of us that have been campaigning on this for a number of years do not refer to it as a free trade agreement. And that's because there are 29 chapters and only four of them are about trade. The rest is really about imposing corporate law on the 12 partnering nations. Uh, So it was really heartening to take part in that event and to see the ACTU come out very strongly the next day and pass that motion on the floor of their plenary session, calling on the government to release the text or withdraw from the talks. Hopefully this is the beginning of a much stronger push uh, to get the tax release. Uh, Democracy is not well served when things are negotiated in secret, especially when they give the right to corporations to sue any level of government if it impacts their future profitability or is seen as a, a barrier to trade. Of course, here in Victoria, we currently have an inquiry underway into coal seam gas and we're looking to put a permanent ban on coal seam gas in Victoria. If the TPP were to be passed before this was done, it would make it almost impossible to achieve that for the state government, let alone the federal. Uh, so these things are very real for people working not only in the environmental movement, but also for unions concerned over jobs, manufacturing, uh, wages and workers' conditions not to mention our health, our medicine, and ultimately, of course, our digital rights and internet freedom, which the TPP is pretty much acting as a backdoor to get through all of those nasty censorships and surveillance components they couldn't push through under ACTA and SOPA. Uh, if you don't know what they are, I suggest you Google them and have a look around. This has been a agenda uh, that's been driven globally by Western liberal democracies as a way to pretty much impose the old hierarchical control of information onto a space that is flat and non-hierarchical being the internet. Uh, It's not going to bode well because of course we know there are people out there with the skills to completely get around any system uh, that those in power can come up with. Uh, Some of them don't know how to use Twitter, let alone how to avoid being surveilled. And I suggest you learn how to encrypt While it's still legal, yes, they are pushing to make teaching encryption illegal in Australia. Uh, Apparently, politicians are allowed to use Wicca, uh, but they don't want anyone else being able to hide their conversations or act as if they have any privacy. That could be a whole show itself, but we do want to get to uh, the meat of today's show, which is what the hell is going on with all the fascists running around Melbourne? And it seems to be also happening in America uh, with a rally over the weekend over there uh, with very similar-looking people to what we have here in Australia running around with guns uh, complaining about Islam. So I'm going to just grab Sean Bedlam. Hopefully he's there. Sean Bedlam, can you hear me? Samantha, how are you going, mate? Hi, good. Oh, my God. I don't think you've ever called me Samantha. Hello. Well, hello, Sean. How are you? (laughs) I'm
0: I'm being uh, professional.
2: You're being professional. Okay. So, mate, tell tell us what went on yesterday. I've been on a bit of a sabbatical from attending street rallies just to um, keep my energy up and not get ill Mm -hmm. with winter. Um, But you and a bunch of our other friends, um, in fact, people from across the left spectrum, Uh, showed up to push back. And my understanding is the United Patriots Front, which is a sort of hardcore fascist split component from supposed Reclaim Australia, um, called this rally on the basis that uh, Stephen Jolly, a socialist councillor from Yarra, had called a forum about Islamophobia and that they were unhappy that the town hall was flying an Aboriginal and a rainbow flag. So what 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 happened?
0: Well, uh, I wasn't part of any of the organising for this uh, at all, and I didn't even pay uh, extremely close attention. Um, all I, what I knew for a fact was that Reclaim Australia has uh, a splinter group has formed, and that they are nasty. Mm. I watched a couple of their videos and. Yeah, it with
2: the, their videos it. are hysterical, aren't they?
0: Yeah, well, you could watch it with the sound down and anyone across the world would... It just sets off your Nazi radar straight away. You know, the body language and everything, it's pretty... It's weird, actually. It's sort of surreal that they're, they're such cartoon characters of themselves, but <laughs> so it's so scary because yeah, these guys really are Nazis
2: and well, Nazis
0: of genocide. Genocidal,
2: you know. Well, they they clearly have the support of the political arm of the new sort of European neo-Nazi movement, Golden Dawn. Uh, there were yeah. tweets coming in that I was watching from home, uh, where Golden Dawn were basically sending solidarity to the United Patriots Front. Now, I I wasn't so so concerned about them to begin with because I watched a video where they said they have one common enemy and then name two, and I thought, well, yeah. since they can't count they may not be able to find their way to richmond and clearly not many of them did um there was a, what about 50 of them showed up and they flew in their their uh inverted commas leader um yeah. from somewhere called kuma i don't even know where that is um but he came yeah. down yeah. saying that they were going to take the streets and take the town hall and beat up the lefties um you know that clearly Sharia law is going to turn Australia into communist China. <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's very hard to take them seriously, but they were clearly well, that, they were clearly that, aggressive.
0: That, yeah, well, that, this is the issue, though, is that I'm seeing that, like I'm, I'm actually trying to avoid the mainstream media commentary because I'm absolutely used to going to events and, and, and seeing it one way mm. and then going home and looking at mainstream media and seeing a completely different story. Mm. fun about what happened Mm. um Mm. and so well well, actually the point i really wanted to uh, get into was it's really easy to not take these people seriously um and there's a lot of that going on yeah in in the media and and even uh, just online and stuff where people are arguing arguing about splitting hairs, about whether they're really Nazis or not, which gets into, you know, how many angels dance on the head of a pin. I mean, how do you prove you're a Nazi?
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I think the, 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 swast- the swastikas on the back of the heads is a pretty clear giveaway.
0: Oh, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you've got, you had, you had uh, one guy there yesterday who was wearing no less than eight uh, heavy rings on his fingers.
1: The wow. only reason
0: to be wearing... Th- th- those are knuckle dusters. They're for cracking heads and opening up faces, right? That's the only reason you wear that stuff is because you're planning to do violence
1: mm.
0: um, or to, at the very least, give people the impression you are ready to throw down at any moment. And these people... Uh, were, you know, it was actually quite scary yesterday. I was, uh, I, was, I was trying to get in as close to the action as I could yesterday with my phone to video but I actually ended up sort of stepping back a little bit because I became concerned. I thought, uh, I've got one, I'm I'm holding up a phone, so I'm not really defending myself at all. Hmm. I could get punched in the face and my phone could be smashed and I can't afford to replace that. Um, And I never think about things. That's the first time in years of going to picket and protest. Hello? You there, Sean?
2: Hello? Okay, it, it appears that uh, we've lost Sean. We're just going to go to a track and I'll see if I can get him back on the line. Hello, Sean, you there? Oh, there we go. Okay, we'll be back on air shortly.
1: You're listening to Community Radio. 3CR. 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 8.55 a.m. you listening to 3CR, this is Billy X Jennings of the Black Panther Party, Power to the People.
2: That's right, and you're back on Dirt Radio, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully we have Bedlam back online. Are you there, Sean?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm standing on a chair for some reason. Um, <laughs>
2: Hi. Hi. I don't know what happened, you know, maybe it was ASIO or the, the fascists. I don't know what happened then. <sighs> Okay, so let's get back into it. So you 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 yep. go you go down to this uh, rally, and yep. um, you know, look what I was really impressed with. You know, anyone that's kind of in in the organising or activist scene in Melbourne knows that there's a really broad range on the left, and we don't always get along. Uh, but yep. I'm always super impressed when we do come together and wor- yeah. work together, and it seemed to me like the only reason the fascists didn't get into that town hall was because everyone pushed back together, uh, despite the fact there were 100 police trying to make that that possible for the fascists. Is that an yeah. accurate reflection on what, what happened?
0: Yeah, I think so. I was very impressed as well. I, I know that going home afterwards, I was very happy and thinking that well, here's a situation where you've got a whole bunch of different groups on the left who often um, yeah, <laughs> upset each other, <laughs> um, and but when it comes down to actually doing stuff, um, you know, uh, work together, uh, and that was great. Yeah, um, uh, and, and yeah, and as I was saying, uh, saying before, yeah, there, there was about fifty of those people, um, but a lot of them are very scary people. Mm. Um, and they really, you know, there's a definitely a hardcore of them who really absolutely believe the crap that's coming out of their mouths. Mm. that, um, you know, the, the, the biggest problem in Australia is uh, anyone who isn't a Nazi, basically, because they really believe <laughs> that what they are doing is protecting this country from being wiped out and overrun and pulverised by foreigners and mm. communists. You know, and there's a lot of yelling at, at uh, lefties that they were traitors. And, uh, and, and, and and yes, a lot of what they say is very cliched and ignorant. There was a lot of yelling, you know, get a job and, you know, you're all on the dole and all sorts of really, ha- hackneyed, really hackneyed sort of observations. But it doesn't you know, matter. The fact of the matter is that these people bring a lot of force um to what they believe because they're absolutely invested in it and that's what makes them frightening, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and on that level, why they have to be taken seriously, I reckon, because um, it doesn't matter that they might be, in inverted commas, stupid. Um. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> these are um, scary people uh, who are really pumped up and looking for an op- opportunity to use violence. Mm. Um, I, I, I think
2: yeah. it's really interesting, and this is why I think they should be taken seriously, uh, There's there's been two of these, you know, pushback uh, counter rallies now. And what I've yeah. noticed about the attendance of the Reclaim and the UPF group is they really do have some sort of strong backing uh, behind them. And there yeah. have been members of political parties from Rise Up, and yeah. uh, several other political parties that have joined them and spoken with them. These are the same yeah. sort of guys that were out at the um, World Family of Congress event, you know, that blames abortion for bushfires. The, these yeah. are the same people that, that believe that, you know, women um, should be locked away in, in the kitchen and, and bearing children yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And they're also yeah. the same sort of people that fuel the the kind of racist parties uh, that we saw back in the 90s with Pauline Hanson. And and yeah. the, the right wing of the Liberal Party absolutely in the 90s fed into that. And yeah. I'm really curious to know where their money is coming from because despite the crazy content of their videos, they're very well produced and they're, from a media perspective, they really understand how to use emotive language and music and edit To create that. And who is funding these people? Where is this really coming from? And why are the Liberal and the Labor Party uh, and the leaders of those parties not speaking out against fascism taking root in this country when we are a large country of immigrants that fled the kind of fascism that our, you know, grandfathers fought against? So this is being fuelled by something much bigger, I think, than 50 sort of swasticking-wearing neo-Nazis. And my my question for everybody and to myself is who is funding this? Is this coming from inside Australia or is this Golden Dawn giving the money to make this propaganda and to whip up this kind of sentiment? It conveniently suits the Abbott government's narrative around, you know, terror and stopping boats and all of this kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a much bigger manipulation of probably just some really ordinary um, Australians that don't understand uh, what what they're being sort of led down the garden path towards. You know, they really think it is about <clears throat> stopping Sharia law, you know, <laughs> it's, that uh, it's insane, I know, but, but something much bigger and much more powerful are driving this tiny group who are trying to get a stranglehold uh, in in this city as well as other cities around Australia. And I think that is absolutely disturbing and threatening. Um, Sean, one of the conversations I've seen flying around on the internet over the build-up to this rally and and post-rally is the concept of, you know, come on, guys, meeting violence with violence is not the answer. Um, You know, you can't meet hate with hate. And I'm not sure if the tactic of... Confronting them is a good one and, you know, everyone has a right to speak, even if they're crazy. Um, There seems to be a real sort of split and discussion amongst the left about how strongly people should be pushing back against these guys. And, of course, the old chestnut of free speech always comes up you know, what, what's your reflection on what you witnessed over the weekend and do you think it's the right tactic to keep chasing them off at this point because, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of the only tactic at this point.
0: Oh, I, I think all of the talk is talk. The talk <laughs> is cheap. The fact of the matter is that when fascists want to rally, um, and I and I in Melbourne, I can only speak for Melbourne because I'm a, a lifelong resident of the place, I'm not going to stand around and simply let fascists rally uh, in the city that you know, I, I am part of and I, I am you know, embedded in. Um, and I, I don't care if uh, that means that I'm breaking some you know, principle of free speech uh, or, or if it's considered not peaceful, but I'm not going to let these guys rally because, uh, it's shameful. I wouldn't be able to live with myself, really, if I you know, simply stood by and based on some ridiculously utopian ideas of how a civilization works, uh, let Nazis rally un-ended. You know, un, um, I mean, I, I think that's completely and utterly insane to just let them mm. do that. That's been, and and, and like, I, to be honest, I can't really think of any other examples... Uh, of a group where I would, you know, say that, but these are Nazis. I mean, the people of, to put it bluntly, people of my grandparents' generation used to kill these people, Mm, mm. you know. Um, We fought, these people tried to take over the whole world. Yeah, (laughs) and
2: and it's interesting because part of the discourse that they're using about the Melbourne left is they... Desecrate you know war memorials, and which i don 't even know what they're talking about um but but they're using the whole militarized sort of Anzac identity and you know i I saw a great tweet that was tweeted to one of them, which was you know you you, you bleep head." Um, yeah. our our grandparents killed fascists, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and they that's don't an op- seem to comprehend op- that. It's
0: an opposition to be in, isn't it? Mm. It's an op- opposition to be in where, you know, normally because we, you know, well, you know, people, you and I tend to operate with um, strategically used violence, mm. um, and now we're in a situation where, you, you know, like where that 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 strategy of non-violence is being pushed uh, to the limit, where we're really like yesterday was scary. People really had to physically push against people who were throwing punches left, right, and centre.
1: Mm.
0: Like make no mistake, these guys came in swinging, mm. um, and then you had the police trying to carve a path through people with horses. You know. Yeah. Um,
2: and the so, police were trying to make a pathway for the, the fascists to take the steps of the Richmond Town Hall, is that correct?
0: That's correct. That's exactly right. Why on
2: earth would they do that? I mean, surely that that's a clear escalation of the situation and, you know, I, I, I'm always so stunned when the police are ordered to do things like that when the community's will is quite clearly not okay with that um, because well, it, it, it just it, creates more issues.
0: Well, the thing is, is Melbourne is so staid in so many ways, and people who actually take to the streets are often considered to not be the community.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: right. Right, people who actually do stuff, you know, are we are big weirdos.
2: Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what yeah. do you think's gonna? We're just we're nearly out of time, but I wanted to ask you yeah. ba- based on what. Um, happened over the weekend, which, you know, like I said, one of the joys for me was seeing people, um, and we all know each other so well, even though we don't always work together or get along, but seeing people protecting each other from various yeah. uh, components of the left. I mean, it actually gave me hope that, yeah. that we have the capacity not only to make sure that these um, entities don't get a political footing in our town, but that, yeah. that we have the capacity when we join force to be really effective, um, you know, what do you think is going to happen yes. at the July 18 rally where Reclaim Australia are supposedly going to reclaim a country that actually doesn't even belong to them? But you know, that's a whole other story. Uh, what do you think? Oh, do you think there's going to be a strong turnout on both sides on on the 18th?
0: I've, I don't really, I don't know what sort of turnout the Reclaim Australia people you know, will, will come up with, and, and bearing in mind again that what yesterday. That was a splinter group of Reclaim Australia. Who were basically, you know, a lot of them are full-on Nazis. Um, Reclaim Australia includes a lot of people who just who aren't even, yeah, you know, don't even necessarily know what's going on, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, um, I'm a, I, I reckon what's going to happen is uh, people are going to turn up, vastly outnumber the Reclaim Australia people, um, and. You know, terminally disrupt their um, rally. That yeah, you know, their rally will will just not work at all. It'll be um, it'll be a disaster for them.
2: Yeah. Um, so ho- be, hopefully dis- that will be the end of it after that one.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what would be ideal was that they give up and they realise that there is no way they're going to gain a foothold in Melbourne.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, it's his argument that they should be allowed to discuss ideas and what have you, but those ideas were discussed. Uh, in the 1930s and 1940s, yeah, at the cost of hundreds of millions of lives, yeah, yeah. they lost that argument. They can shut up now. <laughs>
2: And on that note, Sean Bedlam, I am going to have to leave it there because we're just about out of time. I'm going to go out with a song which I think you'll like, which is called Kill the Poor by the Dead Kennedys.
0: Dead Kennedys,
2: all right. All right. And I look forward to catching up with you soon and thanks for going along and documenting what was happening there. It was great to be able to follow online.
0: All right, Sam.
2: Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And that was Sean Bedlam, actist, artist, comedian and dear activist buddy of mine. Always a good man to have your back. You've been listening to Dirt Radio. Uh, we'll be back next week. Don't forget, the Radiothon is coming up. Get ready to dip into your pockets and support community radio.